0: Hey, this is Nicole Herring and you are listening to The Spark Series, a podcast dedicated to empowering women with inspiring stories and the kind of ideas that get the sparks flying. (laughs) My focus in life is to lead and support others in overcoming mediocrity so that we can all leverage our passion for a purpose. Get ready for the incredible wisdom of my guests, have a good laugh with us, and enjoy some deep thoughts and real connection. Because believe me, these are the kinds of meaningful conversations we've all been craving. Above all, we lead with authenticity. So hop up, have a 10-second dance party with me, and let's do it. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be um, podcasting again today. It's been a minute. I'm glad you're here. And in case you were one of the people who had responded to the question on my Facebook group, uh, thanks for listening. And if you weren't in, uh, in on the question, let me tell you what I wrote. I wrote in a question, if you didn't need to be brave to take the leap you desperately desire, what do you need? Um, and there was a few responses that I had received about if you um, you know, didn't need to be brave, you had to have confidence. And, and I said, well, what if you didn't have the confidence to take the leap? Or what if you didn't have confidence in what you were doing? Um, and I had, a, I had a specific answer I was looking for, and I asked a lot of people's opinion. Um, and I got a lot of amazing feedback, but uh, for those of you who weren't there, people talked about you know borrowing somebody else's courage. They talked about um, you know taking the confidence that people have in you and trying that on for yourself. Uh, they talked about um, evaluating why if you should even be doing this thing if you were afraid to be doing it. Um, what was something else that somebody said? Somebody else said you have to believe in yourself. Um, another person said you have to have faith Um, and what was there was one other one that I thought was really good oh somebody said that you borrow the faith of something that you've done Um, somewhere else in some in another situation and you borrow that confidence to try something new or do something different and so that's I loved it all I loved everybody's responses and I thought it was great but here's what I really wanted to ask you I wanted to see if you could try on the idea that what if doing something that you desperately desire didn't need you to be brave at all like what if you didn't have to be afraid of trying something new What if there was no fear to hide so you didn't have to put on a brave face? I mean, I really want you to think about that because I think that um, if you look at the definition of the word brave, and I just have a simple definition here for you, but it's basically being brave is ready to face and endure danger or pain uh, without showing fear. And so it's kind of like if if you're doing something that requires you to be brave, then the question is, how do you combat the fear rather than trying to put on the, the the brave face and pretend like you're not afraid? How do you deal with the fear as opposed to taking action instead of the fear? And I think that you could do both. I think that you could still try to find the ways to take the action even though the fear is still there. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong in just like taking action in fear, but I think that there's a lot of times in which we think that Uh, fear has to be involved because it's something new or it's something that we haven't done before and it's unfamiliar but just because that's true doesn't mean it's anything to be afraid of and so I really want people to kind of like look at what that looks like okay if we're let's go to the word fear okay and I want to talk about that definition a little bit fear is listed you know, quick Google search as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone else or by by someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or is a threat. And it's like, well, what if we didn't view things that are new or different or uncertain um, or out of our comfort zone? Like, what if we didn't find that to be fearful? What if we were to reframe the way that we felt that? And we said, well, what if this is exciting? Or what if, it, what if I could find some enthusiasm? What if I could just be curious? What if it wasn't about being afraid? And you change the language in the way you approach something new and unfamiliar and out of your comfort zone. So there's that. So that's kind of the first thing that I wanted to talk about uh, was just, you know, reframing the fear. And then the second thing that I had asked was, you know, what if you don't have the confidence? And typically, I think that confidence is a state of certainty. And for the most part, um, getting to that state of certainty or feeling really self-assured um, comes from having, you know, knowing your own ability or knowing what you're capable of. Um, and generally, I think that comes from having done it before, right? And so your confidence is not something that you can tap into prior to taking action, but your confidence comes from taking action and learning and, you know, keep keeping, uh, keeps, keeping the pace and going on and learning and either failing or having small wins or whatever. Like, I guess they call it failing forward. I love that phrase. And so there is no failure if you're just going to continue to keep moving forward in your life. Um... But it's like, okay, well, if you can't act with confidence because this is something that you've never done before and you don't have, um, you know, your previous experience in this particular thing to say that I confidently know how to do X, Y, and Z because I've done it before, like, what if you just were confident in your capability because you've proven yourself Um, to be resourceful and resilient and you figure things out and you take action um, even if it's imperfect and what if you did that? And so I just kind of liked that idea of just wanting to talk a little bit about what it means to not be afraid to do new things and to not allow a lack of experience keep you from taking action um, because confidence comes from uh, experience and confidence comes from um, you know, having done something before. I mean, I even, I asked my eight-year-old son, I asked him, I'm like, tell me, like what is, tell me what the, you know, the word confidence means. And he's like, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And I said, okay, well don't, then confident. Tell me a sentence, com, you know, you're using confident in a sentence, tell me that. And he was like, um, he was confident in riding a bike. And I was like, ooh, that is a great example. And tell me why was he confident that he, you know, why was he confident in riding a bike? And my son's response was because he had done it before. And so I think that confidence is something that we build into after a repeated action or repeated attempts, um, some better than others, right? But that's a, the confidence comes from taking action and learning new things and, disco- you know, discovering uh, maybe you have a natural talent for something, but that's not a skill set that you naturally had. You had to kind of take that action without knowing for sure of what you were good at or what you weren't. And so, um, and then I, and I asked my other son, my older son, he's 11, um, about what he thought about, you know, what to do, um, when you, you know, like how to, what, if you didn't feel brave, like, what did you need if you didn't need to feel brave? And he would say, well, if I didn't need to feel brave, I guess I would want to know how to not be afraid. I thought that was just so awesome. Like so many times I think even I overthink it and they just take it down to the most simplest of terms of, hey, well, if I don't need to be brave, then I guess I don't need to be afraid. Like that makes sense to me. And I'm like, how many times have I messed this up and put too much thought into things? And just simple terms, my kids just Me, the right answers. I'm like, okay, how do I think like an elementary age kid again? Right? Like, take it to the brass tacks. Um, and they, you know, they call it like elementary for a reason because it's like it's pretty basic. Like, take it back to the basics when it comes to your thoughts. And so, that's what I wanted to talk about a little bit today is you know, um, when it comes to fears, there's a lot of fears that people have, and some of them are, you know, I'm not saying they're not valid, but some of them might not be valid. Some fears. Um, are based on a real life experience, and some of them might not be realistically based at all. Some fears might have factual reasons why that fear seems um, appropriate, and others, it might be illogical or irrational, and you can't really, you don't really know right away why you have that fear. You just know that the fear is there. And so, you know, obviously fear of spiders, fear of snakes, fear of falling, flying, Um, you know, there's all these other kind of fears, but I think that there's just a lot of psychological fears that we deal with in our own brain. And we talk about the fear of failure, the fear of success, um, commitment, Or like the opposite, right? Like if you're afraid of failure, you could also be afraid of success. If you're afraid of commitment, you could also be afraid of being alone. You could be afraid of, um, you know, being in social settings. You could be afraid of the dark, you know, like being around lots of people, being around no people. Um, You could be a fear. You know, I think there's a lot of fears around rejection, inadequacy, um, being judged. And even somebody once told me that they had a fear of being out of control. And that was why, um, I don't know, what was it about? I don't care, remember what the details were. But I just thought, gosh, that's just not something I ever was afraid of. I think that I would have the opposite where I feel like I... I don't really do well if there's a lot of control over a situation. If there's no flexibility, I feel really uncomfortable. If there's a lack of flexibility or if a schedule is super tight, like that feels stressful to me versus somebody else is like, if there's not a lot of control, um, (laughs) they, they they, they fear getting out of control. And so I was like, wow, that's interesting. Never thought of that. So there's a lot of things to, to be afraid of in the world. Um, but is it worth it? Is it worth being afraid of? I don't know. And so, Here's what a little bit of a process that I would like to offer for you. And um, you can write this down and try it for yourself and see what happens, but Um, mostly I would like to just encourage you that if you do have some fears, whether it's starting your business, uh, trying something new, you know, even building a new hobby or having a conversation with someone, um, if you have something that you've been hanging on to for a long, long time and you're afraid to talk about it, you know, whatever it is, if it's a trauma-based thing, I want you to make sure you're seeking out, you know, a licensed professional and person who's qualified to help you to deal with trauma, but not always do we need somebody to help us do that. Uh, sometimes we can self-coach ourselves. <laughs> we can self-coach ourselves to um, figuring it out. And sometimes, I mean, I've gotten pretty good at it. And that's a little bit of what I wanted to share today: is how to self-coach yourself through the fear and to get to the bottom of like, what does this really mean? Sometimes you might find that you'll hit a wall and you need somebody to help you. I've definitely hired several pros and contacted people that I knew were the experts in their field and asked for help. Um, I've paid for it I've gotten it you know I've gotten support from friends who are in you know the right industry Um, and I've also gotten you know paid for coaching and and gone through therapy and all kinds of things at different points in my life (laughs) I'm a big help or a big fan of getting help with what you need right so um, so here's the thing I want to tell you so I want you to start the process by like naming the fear and you can really basically just like identify the emotion or the sensation that you're feeling in your body you know if it's attention if it's if you know specifically what you're afraid of or if it's just a feeling if you're feeling overwhelmed and kind of get to the bottom of like you know what is the underlying fear that's causing the tension that's you know stemming you into this sense of overwhelm and i want you to really write the story down and this is the secret is that you cannot just run ram-, ram ramble through your brain and think this through in your head and expect to make any sense of it. You need to start putting pencil to paper. I prefer pencil, if you like a pen, it's up to you. Um, but put, you know, put it or type it on the keyboard, you know, whatever, like get in, open your computer up and um, and really write it out and write the story and talk about the fear and really put it out there. Whatever it is that you're afraid to do, if it's, like I said, if it's afraid, the fear of commitment, success, um, the business side, you know, launching a business, um, being alone, being uh, in a social setting, trying new things—if it's a fear of abandonment, of rejection, of fear of being inadequate, of the fear of change, the fear of missing out—go ahead and go through and try to see if you can figure out over this overarching idea of what is it that you're afraid of. And now I want you to kind of go back into your life and recall times in which you either didn't take action or you took action out of fear or you didn't take action out of that fear. And I want you to kind of look at those stories and tell those stories and write those, you could just call it like an, you know, you don't have to write the whole story out, but you could be like, there was a time when, and then dot, dot, dot. Right. And then write the time when and give brief details. You don't have to tell it all, but go through this list and look at all the times in which that fear, affected you either with action or inaction right in one or the other um and write about what that how that worked out for you and what did that mean and what did, did you miss out on something or did it cause an effect of something else that you didn't necessarily want to have happen you know get to get to the bottom of all those stories and then I want you to come to this point of like okay well if I were to address this fear if I were to name the fear if I were to let go of all these stories if I were to um you know, tell somebody about all of this, or if I was going to try to let it go, you know, what's the worst case scenario if I like, if I were to pursue the business or get married or um, not be afraid of being alone or, um, you know, not feel like I'm afraid of abandonment or not have a fear of being visible or speaking in public or being in a social setting. Like, what would it look like um, if I pursued Trying to not be afraid, and worst case scenarios all fell, you know, everything perfect storm, everything went to shit, and (laughs) everything went wrong, and all those fears were realized. Like, what would that look like? What is the what if list, right? And so, you can kind of talk about that. And then, I want you to really kind of look and see, you know, is all of the things that could possibly go wrong, like, go back to the realistic factual rational logical sensical like look at that list and just see like how many of those things could actually happen probably not very many And how many of them are based on factual information that's happened in your past, or it's just a fear that it might happen? Or how many things are even realistic? Like, what is a real, like, you know, realistic idea of those things even coming true? Okay. Because you can go back and you can even look at those fears and then you can just start crossing them off the list and be like, well, it's not really likely that that's going to happen, or it's not really, you know, realistic that that could happen. And like, logically, I don't see that really ever happening. And you know, this doesn't even make sense. It's like not even a sensible fear. I don't know why I feel that way. I'm not saying you don't feel that way, but I'm just saying like start crossing them off the list and deciding what do, what's not even meant, you know, like what, what are you being afraid of that's not even worth entertaining the idea for? So I want you to kind of look at that. And then at that point, you know, you can kind of really discover, is there anything left that there's a real fear of something that's happening here? And... Can you get to the bottom of it on your own? Do you need to seek support? Do you need to go find some books that help you identify that specific fear um, and how to heal it? Like self healing is possible for people who are you know, willing and wanting to be that self aware where they can look at themselves and look at their behavior and see their emotions and then change the way that they're thinking and change the way that they're behaving it's not an easy thing to do but it is possible and you can self-coach yourself depending on the severity of your issue or if there's any trauma involved you may you might need a like I said a professional you could just use a coach there are a lot of people who could help you reframe and move forward and realize you know that the fears are just like not worth hanging on to right and so I want you to really think about that and take a look at what's left on that list and see how you can work on it and so and I'll give you a little bit of an example so For me personally, um, there was a variety of fears that I went through in uh, starting a variety of different businesses, you know, it's like, so I've like have the heart of an entrepreneur and I'm a really, you know, deeply creative person. And so I get a lot of ideas all the time. And trying to choose which direction to go with my life has been somewhat of a struggle partially because it's been 10 years since I've decided, you know, to do anything but being a stay at home mom. And so that idea of like, okay, well what's the thing that doesn't feel like I'm sacrificing my motherhood? Like what can I do that feels like it's, um, it's a purposeful calling and it's something that I'm really called and meant to do. That's part of who I am and why I was brought to this world in the first place. You know, pursuing something in that line is important to me because I don't want to sacrifice my motherhood for just a dead end job, right so I'm not looking to work for the sake of working, but I really wanted to pursue something that was passionate and so when in my you know in my roller coaster of pursuing a career you know, I found that I had a real fear of visibility and I'm like, what is this even amount, you know, about what does it mean to be afraid to be seen or to be heard or, you know, to be spoken speaking and seeing, you know, people reacting or listening or not, you know, whatever, seeing how they react. Right. So what's the fear there? And ultimately I, you know, I was like afraid of making a mistake. And what if, what if I make a mistake? What if I say the wrong thing or I do the wrong, you know, say the wrong thing or I do the wrong thing, you know, um, coming to understand that there might be a little bit, a bit of perfectionism there of wanting to do it just right, you know, and kind of coming to that understanding about myself. But the, the next fear that I kind of got to the next layer was, is like, okay, Well, if I make a mistake and I'm not doing it perfectly, then I'm obviously don't know what I'm talking about. So I must have some, I must be somewhat of an imposter, right? Like who am I to do this? Who am I to share? Who am I to whatever, um, to be a person to speak and, and to encourage and to publish a book and, you know, to build a business, like all these different questions, who am I to do it? And what if I mess up Then people will know, like, I'm just, you know, just learning and sharing as I go. Well, like, what would that mean? And so then it was like, okay, well, what if, if if I was, if I did make mistakes and people accused me of being an imposter, which nobody ever has, but that was the fear. Like, I'm not good enough, I think, deep down, right? But the next fear was like, well, what if I'm getting found out? Like, what if people find out that I'm not, I don't have it all together or I don't know what I'm doing all the time. And, you know, uh, I make mistakes and my house is not that clean all the time. And like, the laundry is still piled up and I still have three kids at home, Um and what if you know the, what if I don't have this polished life and appearance and whatever um and you know I get found out for just being a normal person, right, like how silly is that and then it was like, well, what if i what if I am just a normal person, and then the people who think that they maybe thought that I was different like they abandon me and they don't want to be around me or they think that like oh she's not good enough. We she's not as smart as we thought she was or she doesn't have as together as we thought she does and you know, all of those things and uh, oh you know, I saw her do a live and her kitchen had dishes everywhere, like I thought she was a cleaner person. I don't know. What if people thought that? And then they would abandon me. And in that abandonment what I was really fearing was that they would reject me, that they wouldn't like me for who I am and that, you know, like there was something about me that need to be more perfect. Um, in order for them to like and accept me and and then and the real bottom line of that is just a fear of not being good enough right and so it's like throughout the journey of trying new things especially if you're putting trying a new career like they tell you that the personal development um, uh, you know the personal development journey of a lifetime is to start a business because you will go through so much crap and so much crud trying to figure out who you are and how to not you know, to deal with being rejected and abandoned, you know, rejected and abandoned um, because not everyone who uh, you come across is going to support you being in business or is going to be your ideal client or whatever. Like people are not always going to connect with who you are, A, or what you offer. <laughs> um, and so, you know, you have to be able to like come to terms with like not having this product solution, the service, um, or being a right fit for everyone who needs you. And they, you know, in business coaching, they specifically tell you to, to niche, niche, whatever, however you say it, to niche down so that you are specifically helping a super specific person, right? Um, and in doing so, you can speak directly to that person and help them with what they need help with. Um, and and in niching down, then you are, you know, polarizing what you're offering um, and other people are rejecting you because it's not right for them. The problem is, is that in the beginning parts of entrepreneurship, if you're not super self aware, you take it all very personal. (laughs) Ask me how I know. Um, And so I think that's just an interesting thing. And so there's a lot of fears that I have gone through through different parts of my journey and kind of uncovered the, the depths of all of that. And what does that mean? And in that process, I had to, you know, come up with my fear of visibility and overcome that. And then I was like, okay, well, what if I did make a mistake? And people did Accuse me of not having it all together. Uh, so what? <laughs> Guess what? Nobody has it all together. It's a big fat lie. There is no having it all together. That's a fallacy. It's not a true statement. Um, it's a, everyone's in a learning journey. And if they're not in a learning journey, then, you know, they're basically, you know, th- th- they're lying to themselves and everyone else, like everyone's on a journey. And then it was like, well, what if I get found out for, you know, um, you know, oh, things of my past, right? Like what if people found out about crazy days in my twenties or whatever. And the things that I did in high school or whatever, like who knows what I would be afraid of people like the, which boy I kissed or who knows what I would be afraid of. And, you know, but it was like this fear of being found out. It was like, you know, I'm married and I have a, a family and, you know, like pretty, pretty smart, clean life these days. Like, what if there's messy parts of my life that people bring out into the open? What then? You know, so there's a fear of that there's, you know, so is this every single part of my journey has led me through to uncovering another fear and then getting the terms of understanding that, um, it's not a real fear. And even if the worst case scenario of something of that coming to light and it happening, You know, uh, worst case scenario of everything ever was like, what if something happens and it affects my family, it affects my marriage? Um, and neither of those things could happen because my marriage is really strong and I've had long conversations. Oh, I've talked my husband's listened about things that I'm afraid of. And so we're really clear on all that. And we really know we have open communication. We didn't always have that. I didn't always talk about these things with him, but it was important for me to be able to get things off my chest and be like, you know, what if dot, 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 you know, worst case scenario and you know, come to find out like, our relationships not in not to be threatened in any way, shape, or form um, by anything, and we're really strong. And so it was like, oh, I never have to fear that something's going to happen to my family or happen to my marriage um, if people accuse me of being, you know, uh, an imposter or whatever. Um, the utter humiliation or my husband deciding he doesn't love me anymore because I'm not successful. Like all these silly things that I was always afraid of. Um, none of them were really. Factual none of them were rational none of them were logical, but they really kept me from taking action for a while So that's all I just wanted to kind of bring that in and tell you a little bit of my own story there Um, but you know I'm just kind of curious and I would love to hear some feedback from anyone who um, has a fear and is you know like wants to do something that they um, really feel called to do but they're kind of afraid to take the next steps or afraid to take action. Like I love helping people uh, work through that and kind of reframe it and get to the the brass tacks and the nitty gritty of it and see, um, you know, what can be done here. And I may or may not be the right person to help you overcome that fear. But if you are struggling to understand it, then just reach out. The worst case scenario is, is that I can't be the one to help you and we can find together the right person I can refer you. I know a few people who are um, specialized in certain things that can help you with that. So um, what, if, what if you weren't afraid to talk to someone who was passionate about helping you learn how to self-coach yourself? What if you um, had something that you wanted to overcome and you decided to not be afraid to ask for support in that way. Let's try that on. What if um, it was exciting to have something that you felt you were afraid of not be a big deal anymore and not be the reason why you weren't taking action? Uh, what if, um, you know, moving on and taking action um, was fun and exciting and gave you more enthusiasm than you could have Im- imagined before? So I would love for you to take some fears away from whatever it is that you are curious or excited about and let go of the fear and get excited and curious about doing something that you are excited about. Um, I think I've said excited like a lot of times now. So I'm going to wrap up this podcast. It's been a while. I'm just talking off the cuff. I don't have a lot of notes here. So um, yeah, so I hope that that was, a, you know, I don't know, enlightening or, um uh, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Insightful, right? Like I hope that maybe there was just something there for you that you can be like, oh, let's really look at why I haven't done X, Y, or Z and, uh, get to the bottom of it. So hope you all have a great day. Um, we're going into week four of, um, social distancing. So, um, yeah. Come find me on social media and pop into the DMs to send me a private message and let me know what you thought of the podcast. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. Head on over to NicoleHerring.com to read the whole story. The good, the bad, and the ugly. It's all in there. Plus, you'll find links for Instagram, Facebook, and info on how you can rediscover your passion and reconnect with your soul, even if you're a mom. Emerge from the Fog is available on Amazon, so go check it out. In the meantime, have a dance party, take a walk, or take a nap. Because the secret to getting your mojo back in your motherhood is self-care. Your family deserves the best of everything, mama, including the best version of you.